Well, grace and peace, everybody. Thank you for taking your time out of your busy schedule just to simply uh, listen to Pastor Nate as I, I uh, address this podcast. I thank you for joining us on Bridging the Gap. Uh, today, I just simply want to talk to you on the lines of discernment. Discernment. We hear big words like this oftentimes in churches or church settings, and uh, and we just we just don't know what to think of them. And so today, I just want to simply take this time and talk to you on discernment. But before I do that, I just want you to go ahead and share this broadcast, if you will. Go ahead and put it on your social media, whether you're listening to this on uh, Buzzsprout, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Go ahead and share it to uh, your social media sites or share it to a friend if you feel like this would speak to their spirit. Go ahead and take that time right now. Also, go ahead and download whatever you need to download. Go past. We got some great stuff that's on on these podcasts through the last two years. And so I feel like there's some good food for you to chew on. So, but without further ado, let's get started. And again, I want to talk to you tonight, today, simply about discernment. Now let's look at the word itself, discernment. Uh, it is simply the process of determining God's desire in a situation or for one's life or identifying the true nature of a thing. Whether it's discerning whether it's a good thing, a good spirit, or a bad thing, or a bad spirit. Some of us have natural discernments uh, that are on us uh, that we are gifted with. Like you, you walk into somebody's house and something just doesn't sit right with you. No reason for it. Nothing specific. It's not like they have satanic uh, uh, stuff all over their walls. It's not like you walk in the room and they've got a upside down cross tattoo on their forehead. That's not much discernment right there. That's pretty much you got eyes. You can see something's not right there. But there's times that you'll walk into a situation or you'll, you'll have conversations with friends or family members and, or even church fa- uh, friends and, and family. And you go and there's just something not right. That's simply discerning the atmosphere. You're discerning spirits or whether it be of good or of God or rather be evil of the enemy. And so discernment is oftentimes mistaken with, with prophecy or it's mistaken with he's got a prophetic gift or she's got a prophetic gift when simply some things are just simply discernment. And so let's look at this particular scripture. If you have your Bible, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Talks about the diversities of gifts, the spiritual gifts. And I'm going to start in verse four and I'm reading from the New King James. It says, these are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Not P-R-O. P-H-E-T, but the P-R-O-F-I-T, that it may profit for us all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to the working, and here's the the particular scripture we're going to talk on, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one 
and the same Spirit works all these things. And so here we see the writer talking in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, well, in this particular, talking about the discerning of the spirits. Now, oftentimes people get spooked by this. They think that you, you are like a median or you are like a, uh, 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 what do you call those people, the soothsayers, but we would call them, uh, can't think off the top of my head. Uh, they just tell your future as if you're like a prophet. Uh, if, you, if you know what I'm talking about, it'll catch on and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But I'll just say medians because I can't think of the other word. And so sometimes when you begin to discern things, you pick up on the right now. You begin to pick up on things that are happening around you. And so you'll hear, uh, you'll hear these medians say things like, uh, or fortune tellers. There you go. I knew I would find it in my mind. Pull it out. Thank you, Jesus. Back to the story. So you'll have these fortune tellers or these medians that will simply say things like, I see this right now in your future. Or I'm picking up on some bad vibes here. Or I am, I'm just trying to tell you how they talk here. I'm picking up on something you had done. You Then they begin to start pointing out things of your past. And so what happens with the gift of discernment, we begin to pick up on things in the outside. We begin to pick up things in the atmosphere. We begin to pick up things that maybe even on your spirit that you're not sure you, you was even aware that they were on you. Now, sometimes these can be great things we pick up. Sometimes they can be evil things that we sense. So when you truly walk in the operation of the discernment, you begin to pick up on things such as, let's say, uh, a, a, a spirit of, of rebellion, or you'll pick up a spirit of rejection on somebody's heart. We do deliverance here at Destiny and we take people through deliverance. And, and one of my areas of strengths, one of my strongest gifts that God has placed over my life is discernment. I pick up on people's motives. I pick up on, not, it's not all the, sometimes you, you can get in your flesh and you, you feel like you're picking things up. But I do have a strong gift to that. When I was working in management, I would pick up on people's agendas. I would pick up on people's uh, just all sorts of things. And, and so it, it basically, my gift made room for itself. Uh, you can say even in the workplace. And so that gift has always been upon me. I've been real sensitive to atmospheres, even when we're in worship sets, or even if we're during a, a, a normal service, a morning service or an evening service, you'll begin to become sensitive to the atmosphere. And so how discernment works, it'll say, you need to do this. And it's strictly based off what I just talked about last episode, obedience. Now, us in these gifts of discernment, you can still operate in disobedience because sometimes God will tell you to do something or say something to somebody or even make an action of some sort and you will sit on it because you're like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to say that. Because I don't want to offend somebody. Here we go back to last episodes. We begin to, we begin to dwell in those feelings a little too much. We, we think too much. We base too many decisions off of feelings and emotions. Listen, my love for my wife, Jessica, is deeper than just physical. 
you can probably say the same thing. Me and Jessica have been married 23 years now. And, and when I first met her, I would probably say you based more things off of physical and because you've not developed a deeper emotional bond uh, or spiritual bond, even you can say that as well as you would have 23 years later. So in the first year or two, you're basing a lot of your decisions or, or, or next steps off of natural things or physical decisions. And so when we talk about discernment, we have to base things off of, uh, uh, of the same way that are deeper than just what we feel or just what our emotions are. So as I was sharing you with Jessica, my love has grown deeper because of the emotional bond that me and hers developed. The, the spiritual bond that me and hers developed. Now, there's times, and you guys can probably relate to this if you've been married more than five years. Uh, there's times that me and Jessica are thinking the same thing. <laughs> me, maybe I'm the only one. There's times that I'll be thinking about something and I'm like, I need to call my wife. And then she'll call me and say, hey, what do you think about this? The very thing that I was thinking. Now, that's crazy. That's what we call when you become one in the flesh, you become one in the spirit. And so when you become one in the spirit as a married couple, you take on each other's spirit as well. So that's a whole nother topic. I'm not going to get into that particular topic because we can talk about unholy ties and holy ties. And so, but when you have a real strong bond with somebody, you develop emotional bonds, you develop a deeper discernment, discernment for one another. You'll know when each other's hurting. You'll know when each other's going through something. Let's just say it that way. That's called discernment. And so when we have discernment, we begin to come into atmospheres. You become, you, you come into certain settings and God will speak something so clearly to you through the gift of discernment about you need to address this spirit of rebellion that is in the church right now. Or you'll hear the spirit of the Lord speak something like this. I am calling my people to repentance. Stop what you're doing. Stop singing that song. Stop preaching right where you're at and obey my voice and address this particular area. That is discernment. You pick up on these things in the atmosphere and you become sensitive. Now listen, there's three steps that I want to talk about. There's three steps in discernment. Number one, awareness, knowing where we're at, knowing who you are and where you are at and maybe who you're talking to. Or if you're in a different type of church setting, now sometimes, you, you know, that's different. And so, but I'm saying when you go to somebody's house or you, you're, you're praying for somebody specific, you've got to be aware. So number one is awareness. Number two, understanding, understanding why God is speaking this to me. Why God is revealing this to me. Why God is opening my eyes to something that I don't naturally see right now. So you got to be understanding, aware, understanding. And number three is the most important thing, which we talked about last episode, is action. Action. I like what Bishop says. Faith is the corresponding result of action. I believe that's kind of how he says it. 
But action is what it takes. That's faith. We have to step out by faith. We have to obey the voice of God. We have to be willing to say, I know this don't sound right, but I've got to obey God in this situation. And discernment falls in line with obedience. And so there's time. So number one, be aware. Number two, understand the atmosphere. Understand what's why God is speaking this to you. And third, take action. Three things that we have to do to operate in discernment. We can't, we can't be rebellious in this area. I think oftentimes that there, there's been many settings that I can sit here and test if I can write books about it. I have a, I have a gift to seeing, and some people would say, uh, the gift of the seer. And so without trying to make any bigger deal than what that is, God just begins to open things to my eye. What feels like it's natural, but it's not. It's spiritual, but God will begin to begin to show me insight to things that aren't really there. For an example, years ago, I shared this with a friend of ours in our church uh, this past Sunday. Years ago, I was sitting in a uh, church setting preaching the gospel. And this was one of my first challenges of being obedient to this particular gift of discernment. And I was sitting in there and this young man was sitting in the back row. And he was sitting back there. He came in late during, right before, right, well, not late when I preached, but he came in late because he missed the worship set and then came in just for the message. And this young man was sitting back there. He's actually about five or six years older than me. And, uh, but at this time, I'm like 30 years old or maybe even younger than that, but that's, that's irrelevant. And so I'm sitting there preaching the gospel, going in on my specific word that I'm preaching. And all of a sudden, while I'm preaching, I look back to the back row and this young man had a dark black cloud just hovering overneath it, over the top of his head. Almost like the character from uh, Charlie Brown. I can't remember the guy's name. I don't think it's Linus, but it might be. But he, ha- he always walked around with a, a, a cloud over him or a dust cloud of dirt, <coughs> which made me think of this. And so it was like the, the thunderstorms were hitting everywhere he went. And so I began to, my, my eyes began to stay focused on him while I was preaching. While I was preaching, immediately the dark cloud went away. And all of a sudden, a cocoon, he began to get wrapped in a cocoon. And it became like a, a grayish, but a light gray, almost a white colored cocoon. And I couldn't stay preaching anymore. I immediately had to go and address what was on this man at that moment. I began to bind up that demonic spirit that was attached to him and break the bondage that was trying to entangle him to keep him at a place where he was at. Now, here's the thing. I'm saying that story for one example. This guy ended up getting a breakthrough and getting set free and delivered it that day. But I'm saying all this for one reason. Sometimes God will, some of us, you know, he gives all of us these gifts and some of them just operate in them. Uh, some of them, some of us, we can operate in gifts uh, a little bit more than others. Let's just say it that way. And so discernment is one of my things. And so many of us, many of you, you may have been dealing with something similar to this. 
Maybe it's uh, on, a, on a child or your spouse and you didn't say anything. Or maybe you recognized something was not right and then it was almost like you tested the waters. There was something in your spirit that wasn't right about this person. And you just sat there, you didn't do anything with it. And then as time went on, it was obvious what you saw was on point with what God was telling you. Here's what we got to do. We have to begin to allow our gifts to grow in us. This kind of comes back to last week's episode. So if you haven't watched last week's episode, go back to episode 12 when I talk about disobedience. This will make a little bit more sense to you. So understand this. We have to be able to allow our spirits to grow. Now listen, when we get saved, we don't become fully matured Christians. No, it's a process. It takes time. You begin to develop better. Listen, when, when, when you were unsaved, let's say you got saved when you were 40 years old for the first time. So that means prior to salvation, these years before that were just all messed up. You probably cussed whenever you wanted to. You would drink whatever you wanted to. You would say whatever you wanted to say to people. You would be rude, disgusting. Maybe you didn't even think of it. Never had conviction on you. But the day you met Jesus, you got saved. That doesn't mean these old ways of doing things just immediately go away. It's a process. I know people that were saved and then it took a year to finally break their foul mouth. It took another year to start breaking some of their addictions that they had developed, whether it be alcohol or whatever, you, you, if it was even drug related. Then it take three or four more years to develop themselves to understand really what the word of God was saying. So listen, we don't just say, Father, give me the gift of discernment. Give me the gift of prophecy. Give me the gift of fill in the blank. And then it just automatically, here you go. Run with it, use it, do it. But it is a process as well. We have to, uh, we have to begin to allow it to grow. How do we allow something to grow? How do we, everybody knows the answer to this. How do we allow something to grow? Number one, we have to feed it. We can go from humans. We can go from animals. We can even go to plants. If you just put the, if you just plant your seed in the ground and never put any type of food in it, fuel like water for these plants, then the plant will not flourish, but the seed will die in the ground. Same way with your child. Your child is born. My, my nephew just had his, his firstborn child, Nicholas, or excuse me, Nicodemus. And so they had just had their baby boy. Now, it's not one thing to say, look at my baby. He's grown. He's, he's, I'm so happy. But you now have to put the milk in his mouth, whether you're breastfeeding or whether you're feeding by bottle. And then as they grow older past those stage, you begin to take things like smashed up carrots and you feed your child through a spoon. And as time grows on, as they begin to get bigger, stronger, taller, you have to put more food in yourself. What am I saying? We have to feed ourselves the word of God. 
You can't just expect God to allow a, 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 this particular gift that's inside of you to grow without you pouring yourself into the word of God, without pouring yourself in to the house of God, getting around, hearing what the pastors, the preachers, the evangelists, whoever's speaking, getting that word into your spirit, but not just on Sundays and Wednesdays, but you got to feed yourself Monday through Sunday. So the order, in order for this gift of discernment to grow, you got to feed it the word of God. Does that make sense? I pray it does. And I, I don't know who's watching this or listening. I'm getting ready to close this up right now. But I don't know who is listening or watching this right now. But the gift of discernment, God may have been showing you some things in your spirit and you've not done nothing about it. You've not, you've not done a thing about it. Either. You sat there and said, well, if it's God's will, it'll happen. If it's God's will, this should happen. Listen, God gives us insight. In order, sometimes he gives us insight that so we won't make mistakes. Sometimes he'll give you insight to your child before he makes a mistake or she makes a mistake. Sometimes God will give you insight not sometimes, all the time God will give you insight to decisions that you're about to make, whether it be financially, whether it be a, a new job as we talk about. Wherever, the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So when God is in it, he is going to begin to speak some things to you. And so if he's ordering your steps, what does that mean? He's going to begin to tell you. Because we, listen, listen, however you want to look at it, we serve an invisible God. I know my father, my earthly father, Bill Brozier, I can call him anytime I want and I can talk to him. Or if I just feel like I need to go see my mom, I can just get in my car, drive to her house and physically see my mom. But listen, we serve an invisible God. So we have to base everything of our existence off of our faith in Christ Jesus. And not just that, but faith in the Word of God. Everything the Bible says, you and I can have. Everything. These are His promises. And so, if He says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, that means He's going to give you insights to the next steps. Oh, I hope that hits you right there. What steps you've been praying about. The next level that you've been, you've been praying about. God is giving you insight right now. I feel that in my spirit right now. Right now, just open up yourself and give God praise for what he's about to do. Father, you're opening up doors even right now. Let's pray. Father, you're opening doors right now that no man can open. Father, you're shutting doors that weren't meant to be open for us. But these were just... These were just traps. These were just snares. These were just setups by the enemy. But God, I praise you right now for giving us insight to the things of the unknown, for giving us insight to the, to the things that I don't see that are happening. But you're giving, you said you, you're, the, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Father, you're ordering my steps. You're ordering my future. You're ordering my destiny, God. And so, Father, I pray for everyone listening to this podcast right now. 
God, allow themselves to dig deep into the word, that the word of God may be hidden in their heart, that they might not sin against you and they walk in obedience and not in disobedience, God. Father, release a supernatural blessing over your people right now, God. Father, give them insight to the unknown. Ooh, Jesus, give them insight to their tomorrow, Jesus. Father, I even pray for myself right now. Give me insight for what Bridgeway Christian Center is going to be. Give me insight, God, for the things, the steps that you're taking me to, God, and through. God, I trust you wholeheartedly. And now, God, I obey you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. My God, thank you for joining Bridging the Gap with Pastor Nate. I thank you. You could just take in the time of your day. And I pray this was a blessing to you. I pray that you allow this word to get into your heart. I pray that if you are feeling like there's a spirit, the gift of discernment is on your life, just allow it to grow. Allow it to grow. And pour the word of God inside you. This, the Bible does say this, and I'm going to close with this. The Bible does say this. If you draw nigh unto him, he'll draw nigh unto you. Some of you are like, if you draw closer to somebody, he's going to come closer to you. If you draw closer to Jesus, Jesus is going to come to you. Listen, that's the word. His word is promises. The promises are going to be well, Hey, God bless you. I'll see you next time on Bridging the Gap with Pastor Nate. God bless you.